Well, we'd like to welcome everyone once again to our second podcast. And we are very excited because we have actually come up with a name for our podcast. Uh, We're calling it Crossroads Curiousness. Let's do it one more time. (laughs) This will be coming down in... Well, you just keep rolling. This will be coming down in three... It's called... We'll just... No, no, no. Screw it. No, it's good. It's funny. This will be coming down in three... Welcome, everyone, to our second podcast, and uh, we are very excited today because we have actually come up with a name uh, for our podcast. We're calling it Curious Crossroads, a Millennial and Boomer Dialogue, uh, which I think pretty much sums up uh, what we're trying to do here, uh, dialogue uh, between uh, the younger generation and the older generation. And again, you probably wouldn't believe this, but I'm the boomer, and uh, the gentleman on the other microphone over there is the um, <laughs> millennial. Um, the other thing that we're kind of excited about, and you know more about Well, just, this, just to comment on the name real quick, too, I think it also makes sense with just uh, the stuff we talk about as far as AI and cryptocurrency. I think we're also at a crossroads as far as uh, technology and innovation and, and, and different subjects that we're going to talk about, too. But to get to what you were saying, um, we do have an update. We are now on pretty much all major podcasting platforms. So you can find us on Spotify, Amazon Music, Samsung Podcasts, Podcast Index. And then just recently, we are now on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. And for the video side of things, you put together a YouTube channel. Yeah, so we have a YouTube channel. Uh, you can find us at Curious Crossroads Pod on YouTube. You can also just put in Curious Crossroads, and we should pop up like that too. Um, if you could, it's not super easy, but if you're logged into your Gmail, um, you're automatically logged into your YouTube. So if you're logged in, go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel too. That really helps us out. We want to, of course, acknowledge those that are actually listening to us, which I believe is literally in the uh, uh, tens of people. Um, but there were some nice, uh, we got some nice feedback, some nice comments. Julie, um, we, got, we got some feedback from Julie from Golf. Julie, Julie Bullock. Julie Bullock. Um, Mark McAdam commented, Scott, his brother, uh, Mark even had like a, a concept and an idea that he threw out there for AI. Uh, but then also my buddies too. So Jake, Rami, and then uh, both of us know Jeff. And Jeff even said his son, Zach, uh, listened to it too. He said it wasn't bad. So, And then of course your cousin, Pat. So Pat, Pat was actually the one that said he wanted us to do a video so he could see what we're doing in the office and stuff. So that's why we're doing. And here we are. Yeah. Um, so we're all excited. And uh, if you want to uh, hear your name on a live podcast, I guess it's not live, but on a podcast, um, just uh, send us a message or two after you give, or, us, give us a listen. Or if you want to be on it. Is that what you said? Right. All yeah, that. If, yeah, if you want to be on the podcast, you got something interesting to talk about, we'd love to have you too. So, so there you have it. Um, I think it's... Uh, over the past weekend, we both uh, did different things, um, and maybe we could. Why don't you start? What What did you do? Um, 
I had the opportunity, and it was a lot of fun, um, to go to uh, the St. Michael's Cinema, which is the home of the uh, Le, Le Musique, Le Musique room. Uh, room for music. Uh, it's, it's a room that they gutted that used to be done just for watching movies. They gutted it, and they turned it into a concert stadium. And it's intimate, and it's comfortable, and it's so much fun. And to have that in St. Michael, which is a little outside of the immediate Twin Cities area. Yeah, but area. That, that theater is really cool. And what I'll probably do, too, in the YouTube videos, I'll, I'll add some photos so people can see inside of it and see like what it is. Because it's not just your traditional movie theater. It's like no. you're walking into... Uh, Moulin Rouge. Moulin it's, Rouge. It's, it's got kind of a French uh, vibe to it, and it's it's really neat. It's like a movie set when you walk in, right? It's like it's almost like the, the lobby is like a movie set of like different movies. Like you say, put up, put up some... Uh, video yeah. images of it um, you come in uh, you can go to your normal movies um, if you go upstairs they've got uh, an incredible bar area for food and dining and that sort of thing did they have like poker tournaments there they, at one time? they used to have poker tournaments i, I don't, don't know, know if they, they still, still do that, do that. but uh, and then you go down the hallway and you come in through the top entrance to go down to your seating for uh, live music and this weekend uh, and a lot of people are familiar with them. I've heard about them forever, but I am, and shame on me, I've never gone uh, to listen to them over the years. And I think they got started back in 1969, but it was Lamont Cranston. And and that's not just a guy, that's the name of the band? That's the name of the band. It's actually the alter ego of a uh, pulp character called The Shadow. And they are so good. And... They used to, they were known for playing at the Caboose downtown. Everybody saw them at the Caboose, especially back in the 70s and 80s. And Pat Hayes, who's I think 76 years old, he's still out there singing. He's an unbelievable guitarist and harmonica player. He, he, he is incredible. And for his age or any age, uh, his voice is just silky and they're doing the uh, blues and really, really enjoyable, and I can't say enough how much we enjoyed them. Maybe we'll even be able to play a little bit of their Yeah, you got video, so video. we'll put some video on it. Um, but they started back in 1969. Throughout the years, they were, uh, they were the opening band for the Rolling Stones when they were on tour for uh, some of their uh, concerts that they had. They were asked by the Blues Brothers, Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi, if they would come and be their band, and they turned that down. What do you mean? They be they were band. they were asked to be the band for John oh, really John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd. Oh wow! And, and they turned that down because you know Pat Hayes he's he's the main focal point. He's the harmonica player and yeah, everything else. And I think turned into something else. Yeah, at that he, point. he just didn't want to go in that direction. But again, really really good time. Well. Uh, this weekend, I went over to my buddies, uh, my buddy Jake's, watched the NBA All Star Weekend. That's getting a lot of flack. Everybody's all saying, because of what the score was. Not only the score, but the effort that's put in. Nobody cares. It, there's there's no point to even have an uh, NBA All Star game or the events. They have a skills challenge, and Anthony Edwards was in it. Didn't care at all. He was shooting left handed. Like it's it's just turned into a, a complete. Uh, it's it just the players don't care about it. The players are making so much money 
where they don't want to get hurt during this like little well, fun exactly. weekend because if you're getting paid 60 million dollars and you have like bonuses and stuff they're just they're, they're getting paid too much to take this seriously and has there ever been that high of a score what was the score it was like 211 to uh, has it ever gotten into something. the 200s i don't know i think it has before maybe maybe um not sure but the, actually like if you look at the the ratings and the viewership the viewership actually went up like almost 20 percent from last year well so. it's a carnival but it's the other a, thing I said too it's is a like sideshow. They have an NBA dunk contest, and we like everybody always looks forward to that. It's either like a hit or a miss, and now it's like at this point, the the one that won the NBA dunk contest, his name is Mac McClung. He's not even in the NBA. He's technically in the NBA, but he plays in the G League, so like their developmental league. And he was there. Yeah, because they can't get anybody else that's really good to do it. So they're now grabbing guys from the G League, their de- developmental league, to come up. So it's like, do you even? In, in the future, do you even have NBA players do the dunk contest, or do you just hire professional dunkers? Because it's like it's almost just as good. Well, you know, is there anything wrong with it just being uh, for fun weekend that people tune into and see their favorite stars dunking and having a good time? Does there have to be all that defense and turn it into a real game where, like you say, people could possibly get hurt? I think that's what you got to rebrand it into because. There's a clip from Kobe Bryant from like 2019, and he was even saying like how the NBA All Star Game and stuff was just becoming so non-competitive, and like everyone that's there wants to see the best players in the world play against each other. That that was the whole attraction, you know, up until now. I would say in the last 10 years, it's really fallen off. But like you wanted to see Kevin Garnett go against Tim Duncan. You want to see Kevin Garnett go against Dirk. You want to see Kobe go against LeBron. Right. And now it's like. Because that, that really is like the best players on earth going at it, and they just they just act like they don't care. So, Do you ever see it being any different? I think they get paid too much. I don't think they want to risk it. Unless there's like a reset and their salaries change, I think this is like the new normal. Any idea what the ratings are for it? Do a lot of people... I think they had like an 11 million rating i don't know how it does it but it said 11.6 million unique viewers turned in on sunday's sunday night's matchup and what is that that, is that that substantial it was up 14 percent from last year okay so well and then i also saw advertisers like that audience yeah but i also saw too they they like showed off this like basketball it's like an airless basketball airless airless so it's 3d printed and uh i'll put a link or i'll put a picture in the the video the youtube channel but it's like a it's like a 3d printed ball and it ha- it looks like a fencing material but uh and it bounces just like a regular basketball except it's thirty five hundred dollars so what yeah i don't really get it and who's gonna buy that for thirty five hundred and what's the difference what what does it do different it just doesn't have air i, I don't know it, do- it doesn't have air it looks like it's more of like a spring it has like a spring fencing material to it it's like rubber right but there's no air so huh interesting and I got to see my buddies, uh, Billy, Jake, Matt, Rami. Got to meet Billy's kids for the first time. Good so guys, was, I yeah, love those cool. guys. And they're they're going to be part of your uh, your uh, wedding. If you don't know, uh, Doug's going to be uh, getting married in July, and that list of names I think sounds pretty familiar. They'll at least yeah, be... they're kind of in the wedding. We have like an immediate family wedding, right? So they'll be like at the reception and stuff. We're doing like a reception party, right? So, yeah. Good guys. Oh, and part of that, you're going to actually, after the wedding, is it after the wedding? 
you're going to be taking people over to are they going to go to simulators yeah for, for, our, for our immediate for the immediate thing right immediate family we're going to go do three jack which is down in minneapolis we'll, we'll do a simulator over there right it'll and be fun you it's a cocktail bar it's kind of like uh what we did well it's very similar to on the green yeah and on the green over in blaine is uh where we go because it's we talked about it last uh, hop, week skipping too. a jump from our office here yeah and we met up with jeff jeff came this time and jeff jeff thought it was pretty cool like he walked in and he was like holy crap this is more than what i expected it is really neat yeah it's sweet and casey casey's the manager over there he's super cool always takes care of us and helen um i met her husband one time they're the owners yeah they're the owners it's it's a total family owned business and they do such a good job over there and they have leagues uh they've got food we sampled uh, some of their pot stickers and had some wings yeah it was good and they're really really good And, And, and the simulators are like super accurate they're cool so it's like they're like state of the art definitely state of the art best ones that i've seen the ground actually moves like if you're playing a course on the simulator right ground actually moves depending on where your lie is so if you're or if you're in the rough it also has like rough grass it has fairway grass and then the ground shifts right it's freaking where if you're if you're shown that you've gone into the rough you have to place your ball on a never another type of carpet yeah that like a different material that's more like rough yeah realistic so you're just like you're out at that golf course and I forget, I looked at, uh, I thought it was the menu, but it was actually all the different golf courses that you can choose from. They don't have Augusta, though. Augusta is like, by copyright, I don't think any simulator can have Augusta. Right. But it's got all the other big ones. So it's got St. Andrews, it's got Pebble Beach, a um, bunch of Japanese courses, like anything you can think of, it's got. Right. And it's a lot of fun. And it's over in Blaine. And I did hit my furthest drive ever. 328. Uh, 28 yards. I got a video of it, so I'm going to post it. I'm pretty proud of it. I don't I don't ever do that. That's why I'm bragging about it. But uh, I'll post the video because I smashed the crap out of it. It was pretty cool. And it's cool. Look, once again, too, what Jeff likes, it shows like your swing speed. It shows your ball speed. And then we mentioned last week, too, it shows the different angles and the videos. Yeah, because I'm having a problem, and it shows every time how I'm hitting it off the uh, the heel. Well, I'm definitely like, I'm definitely learning from it where I don't learn, I don't learn the same thing at the range because I just don't have the tools. And you know, you I, I see us going over there. Uh, a lot of people think, oh, that's only a good place to go uh, during the winter when it's cold. But during the summer. No, I'm going, I'm definitely going during the summer. If you're looking to see what you're doing and how you're doing it and what you can do to improve it, you will not find a better or less expensive way to do it. Yeah. It just looks at everything with all sorts of different views. And something I didn't know, I think now that you're able to actually go back and review. I, I thought once it came up on the screen Can that, you go that, back and that review you it? had to move on to your next shot. But I think I saw another guy that was going over his Oh really? His information in oh, his that'd video. Be, that'd be nice. The other thing too that's nice is you can like adjust the T height. That was kinda cool. Right. It's just cool how it's all automatic um and then i was just gonna say too last week we talked about the shanks and the yips and then funny enough this last week when tiger was in the genesis tournament had a really bad shank so it's just nice to see pros do that once in a while because i feel better about my own game so and you mentioned tiger his son was trying to qualify for a golf tournament this weekend i think it was uh, i forget which tournament it is 
but the pros are playing in it. And uh, he came back to... Tiger's kids playing with the pros? Tiger's son was trying to qualify oh. for a... As you, he obviously would be on the scorecard as an, as an amateur. Sure. But he didn't do too well, and it doesn't look like he's going to qualify. He shot in the... I think he shot an 87 or an 88 Jeez, for his uh, front nine. Uh, the back nine, he came back and shot a 39. But uh, maybe <laughs> not, not quite great. the prodigy... No, I think he is. His dad was. He might have just been you think nervous. I've seen him play. He's, he, yeah, I don't know if he's the prodigy of Tiger, but he's definitely he'd kick my ass easy. Right. Um, <laughs> and you're really good. No, but I'm just saying, like he's he's like already <laughs> at a professional kidding. level as far as I see. I'm just kidding. Um, I guess we were going to bring up a topic this week. We didn't. We weren't able to go see a movie to do a movie review. No, but it was. John Hughes. It would have been the celebration of John Hughes' birthday last Sunday. John Hughes, director, uh, writer, producer of some pretty incredible uh, movies. It reads like a who's who's list and really defines the, the 80s. 16 Candles, The Breakfast Club. Yeah, and real quick, these are in order. So it goes from 1984 to 1986 or 87 of just hit after hit. 16 Candles, The Breakfast Club. Weird Science, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, She's Having a Baby, Uncle Buck. He also wrote the films National Lampoon's Vacation, Mr. Mom, Pretty in Pink, The Great Outdoors, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, Home Alone, Dutch, and Beethoven. And then there's a whole other list of films that he produced, and that's like, uh, or, or had a hand in writing as well, like Home Alone. That yeah. was his biggest box office success. That was uh, Christopher Columbus. He was the director of that, I think. He did uh, a Harry Potter film, too, but he's, he was pretty good. And it's a who's who of the the names, too. I think they were all kind of known as the Brat Pack back in the day, but Molly Ringwald, uh, Matthew Broderick, Anthony Michael Hall, uh, Macaulay Culkin, Chevy Chase... Um, he had to do with uh, a lot to do with Michael Keaton's career, Bill Paxton, uh, the late great Bill Paxton, uh, Macaulay Culkin, um, and that list goes on and on too. Macaulay's brother is like super famous now. Have you seen him? Right. Yes. He's, uh, Succession. I've never seen it, but that he's blown up. He's huge. Um, and what's sad? Just let me. One last thing. What's sad is. Hughes was taking a walk in New York City August 5th, 2009 and suffered a heart attack and died at 59 years of age. 59. For some reason, I thought he had died a lot longer before that. He must have, like, kind of... Because in, in, like, recent days, he hasn't done as much when he was alive, like, in the 2000s. Like, he was, he was huge in the 80s, did some in the 90s, but then you didn't hear about right. him for a long right. time. Yep. I think a big reason for that, too, I just saw a clip, is like you you don't get to make movies like this anymore because they don't generate enough box office. So like back in these days, the producers, the directors, the studios, they would make all the money on the back end from DVD sales. Right. And Oh, I didn't know that. So that's why you don't see these like cool movies like Goodwill Hunting or all these movies anymore. You just see like the big blockbuster hits because that's where you're getting the bulk of the, the cash. Ah. So you're unfortunately not making money on the back end. But that kind of sucks because you lose a lot of good movies. I thought it was interesting too. Matthew Broderick. I, I can't see anybody else ever playing 
uh, that role other than him. He was just so perfect for it. But the other guys that were up for it, and I don't know if they couldn't do it or if they just didn't choose them, but uh, Michael J. Fox and John Cusack were a couple of the... Uh, yeah, I could see John. I could see both those. Yeah. Michael J. Fox, I think, would be good. Um, I was going to play a clip, too. We're trying to like model our show a little bit after that uh, the show that John Krasinski had during the pandemic. It was called The Good News with John Krasinski. Do you remember that? Yep. So he had this show, and it was basically just about showing good news during bad times. And unfortunately, somebody bought him out, and they were supposedly going to make the show on like a major network, but they never did. They just basically got rid of the show. So I guess they just don't like good news. Um, <laughs> but with that said, just me personally, I've been feeling like a lot of anxiety lately, just right. with like the wedding and different right. things coming podcast. up. So I've been stressed. Yeah, po- this podcast. I think everybody has anxiety. And some people have it a lot more than others. Oh, yeah. And whether they'll admit it or not, like I say, I think it is present in almost everyone's life, anxiety. Yeah, but with that said, um, I came across this clip and it was good. So like when you're feeling anxiety, it was talking about if you're feeling anxiety, more specifically like social anxiety, a great thing you can do is stop like focusing on yourself. Because so many times you're like, how am I going to look? How do I sound? How do I do that? You know? All that chatter that's in your head. Yeah, all the chatter. And I found this guy. He's actually pretty well known. His name's Jordan Peterson. So he's like a psychiatrist slash philosopher, and he's a huge public figure. And he kind of mentions like what you want to do is you want to put all your focus into the other person. Like focus on making them comfortable. Right. Instead of worrying about yourself. And that seems to help a lot. And I have the clip here, so I'll play the clip for us, and then I'll insert into the video, but you can hear it right here. What you try to do is you try to make the people around you more comfortable. You switch your attention. It isn't that you have to stop thinking about yourself because you can't. If you stop thinking about yourself, you're thinking about yourself and you right. fall into that pit. But if what you decide to do is to make pay way more attention to the other person mm-hmm. and try to make them comfortable, mm-hmm. then that social anxiety will disappear right away. Yeah, yeah, it's a really good technique. So that's my clip. That's my like, that's my clip. That's the, uh, the feel good clip of the week. That's what we'll do. Well, maybe that's what we'll call like it. That. The feel-good clip of the week. And if you put it into practice, I, I can see where that would really help people out. Yeah, it's just it's basically shifting from selfish to selfless. You know what I mean? Right. Like become selfless. Think selfless when you're not when you're feeling anxious or stressed. Think about think about other people, I guess. I I guess the thing that we've been talking about a lot lately is the ongoing chatter that a person has. Um, all the time just the background chatter in your head especially like when you're alone yep just sitting there all by yourself all the the random worrying the worrying um all that all that sort of thing that goes on uh for all of us and what 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 can you do about it to get out of your head to get out of all that chatter that's going on that can bring about depression. Um, it can uh, literally be driving you crazy. Um, and I think over the weeks that we do the podcast, uh, we'll try looking into that sort of thing and making suggestions and things that you can read to possibly 
uh, help you out in those areas. The thing I like is where I read it somewhere, but it's like that, that chatter, that voice, it, they tell you like, it's not you, you know, it's like, a, it's almost like another person. It's, not it's almost like some negative energy. It's not you. So it, like, at least knowing that, like, that's not me. That's kind of comforting. Right. Tell and it to shut up. Get out of my house. Yeah. Get out of my basement. Um, and one of the books that I, I recently read that was just a great book that I would suggest to people to give a listen uh, is called The uh, Surrender Experiment by Michael Sanger. And it really was an enlightening, enlightening, enlightening uh, read, uh, getting into the things that we're talking about right yep. now and how he dealt with it and stuck with it from a young age, age all the way to... Uh, he actually became a billionaire, um, and it wasn't all an easy road, but the different things that he did uh, to stay sane. There's another book, too, called, and this is actually a really popular book. It has, like, probably sold millions, but it's called, uh, might have to bleep it, but it's called Unfuck Yourself. Right. It's about just basically saying, like, stop worrying about shit. Don't give a fuck. Exactly. But it goes into it more, but if you want to read that, too, that's a pretty good book. No, that's great. I think uh, people like have I heard say, of that one too. I think a lot of us can use uh, that encouragement or the help that comes from just educating ourselves yeah. and finding easier ways to get rid of those issues or help lessen those issues. Um, I guess we'll go start to go into like the end of the show. So we got like. Uh, talk about AI a little bit that's what we're going to do like all the time we're not you know we're not AI experts or anything like that but we're definitely um I'm definitely aware of like what's going on and all the new tech and innovation like I'm seeing that stuff come up on my feed all the all the time and I know we have a, like a lot of boomers that listen to this so I think it's right we can kind of introduce you to that and like show you how you can use these tools and the AI tools to help you out with uh, different things well and I think a lot of people don't even realize that chat GPT which is do you know what it is well, yeah, exactly. I mean, where you can literally ask AI anything that you want to be asking AI. Um, yeah, it's it like you're talking to another human, so you can literally have a conversation through um, text and typing with this AI, and you can ask it any question. You can have it edit all your stuff, um, but not not only ask it a question, but you can have a conversation with it. So you can ask a bunch of... So if you don't get the answer you want right away, you can have a follow-up question and have a long conversation and really get down to like what you're looking for. And the nice thing about it is it's available right now to anybody very easily. Uh, because tell yeah, them it's through a, uh, it was called open AI. So I think it was like this, uh, it was this thing actually, Elon Musk was a big um, donator of it. And it was just about meant to make the AI software open source. So anyone can take from it. Um, and it almost like it, I think it really came around like last year, but it kind of came out of nowhere. Like all of a sudden it was just here and right. then everybody was able to take that code and Weird. do whatever they wanted with it. So it's like everyone has access to it. It's not like some company where you got to pay a huge premium or something like that to use it. Like everyone has access to it. So yeah. anybody listening, tell them how they could get so you can, GPT. So what would they do? It's uh, a website literally called OpenAI. OpenAI.com. And you can just Google ChatGPT and then you just have to sign in. You create an account. You just like use your email and create a password and then you're, you don't have to pay anything. They do have more premium versions where you get a little bit more... Um, 
features and tools to it, but like the, the bulk of it is is open to the public and everybody can use it. It's pretty cool. So they have that. So they have like the conversational piece. They also have like coding, like AI coding. So you can tell it to like code an entire website. And just so people realize too, this does it in like seconds. Like stuff that would take us to code a website or create a website might take months. This this is done in seconds. Like it's it's scary, scary good. And they also have something too, um, which I don't know if I talked to, if we talked about it last week, but it's called AI generated image. So you right. can actually type and tell it to make um, this. This is really amazing stuff. Yeah. So stuff that before would have required a million photographers millions of dollars or any artist yeah i mean like the kind of art that i'm looking at here it would take an artist months to do and it does it literally generates it in seconds and so for example you go into like bing bing has a, a program it's called bing ai generated art and if you go into that i just for example i typed typed in show me a monkey teaching a dog to read and within seconds it That's came so up cool. with this like cartoon image of a monkey teaching a dog um, how to read. It would take any artist super long to, to create this. And then I went even a little bit further and I said, do a realism image of a monkey teaching a dog to read. So now we have like a realistic, it looks like it's actual real it's person amazing. teaching a monkey. Not quite real, but it's realism. <laughs> so, so you can just keep editing it too to, to do whatever you want with it and what i was talking about that that costs the millions of dollars is the text to video that's brand new so that's so you're able to say let's have a uh, cat or a lion running through the woods yeah and it will take that and create a video that that you almost can't tell it's not real like it looks so realistic it looks like someone filmed it like a person or a cat like it, it looks so legitimately real so movie companies especially smaller movie companies will love this for like b-roll yeah I, I had a good conversation with robbie robbie your cousin <coughs> rob demars he was like uh some sort of head over at marketing, marketing architects. architects and uh i just talked to him i'm like man have you seen this it's called sora have you seen sora open ai and that's the text of video and i sent it to him and he was already aware of it he was already using another program i guess it's called like runway or something like that i guess it's not as good he said this sora thing looks like it's like a million times better like as far as detail and ah. all that and i'm like dude like what are we going to do when this thing takes all of our jobs he's like if i was you i'd be optimistic like you now have the ability to compete against like the big old dinosaur studio companies like a small production company now has the tools to compete on that level right which is cool because it's like That's you kind of great I, way to I, look at it yeah i think a lot of people take like the uh doom doomer approach and they're like oh my god it's gonna kill us there again that's that negative jobs. chatter in your head yeah so i was like what do you do like if, if it does take everybody's job do you give universal income or how does it work but i think it's just like if you you got to learn how to use the tool and if you're someone that can adapt quickly i think it's beneficial for you and then I do have a video on here too. Hopefully I can show it. It showed where this uh, text to video was just a year ago. So it shows like Will Smith. Someone must have typed in Will Smith eating spaghetti. It's pretty crappy. It's like shitty. Here you can watch it. So that's where we were like a year ago. Just one year ago. And this was text to video. Text to video. Somebody just said, have Will Smith eating spaghetti. Spaghetti. Got to be some copyright issues there. but So... And then here it is now. 
this is the visuals that it makes. So just give it a second. You'll see the different ones. That's amazing. Well, this is actually a commercial. <laughs> right. But it's like <laughs> you're watching an ad. <laughs> uh, but like funny. right here, this is all this is all AI generated. And for those of you that are just listening to the podcast, yeah. trust us, this is some pretty amazing stuff. Yeah, look look at it up on YouTube. It's really cool. I mean, this is like going to change. I mean, if it gets to the point where I can just like type in stuff, I can make my own cinematic movie, like a two-hour movie. If, if I come up with the good ideas, I can make it all on my own, spend well, zero money on it. That's insane. You know how ChatGPT is available right now to us at no charge. Yep. Is this a different story? This isn't like released yet to everybody. This is like you have to be... It sounds like it's select maybe because they're still experimenting with it. Right now it's like to select groups, video studios, different things like that. But it should be coming um, fairly soon to everybody so that they can start using it. And then things are going to get really weird. You're going to be on social media and you're going to see all these people generating these uh, these videos. But this is nuts. Huh. Neat. Good stuff. Um, okay. And then I guess I'll just finish up. Um, my goal is at the end of every single video... Obviously, I have an interest in Bitcoin, so if I can give everybody listening just a little bit of insight, that would be like a goal of mine. Um, so I wrote this little paragraph here because I get people all the time or I hear people all the time on Twitter or whatever, and they're asking, like, they still don't understand what Bitcoin is. They think it has to be physical or something like that. And uh, I heard someone say... By like, physical, you mean like, like, an actual, like they, holding a dollar bill? Yeah, they think, like, where are the coins? Like, do you hold coins? What is it? So somebody on Twitter was asking, they're like, when you're buying Bitcoin, what are you actually buying? And when I heard that, I think part of the problem is like, when you explain what Bitcoin is, you have to, you actually have to explain like inadvertently what money is. Because people don't actually, I think, realize or have a, a really good understanding of what something needs to be in order to be money, like the principles it needs to have and different things like that. Okay. Because if someone were to ask you like, what is the dollar? Oh, that's what we use. That's money. That's what we use to trade for goods and services. But they don't really go in depth to like what it actually is. So I wrote a little thing here just to help clarify for some people. Um, I said, before we ask what is Bitcoin, what is money? Money is information or data that helps us bypass the problems of bartering. Bartering has major problems. It requires finding someone who both wants what you have and has what you want. So that's known as the double coincidence of wants. So if I have a cow, you have a horse. Um, that's great. You want my cow, but I don't want your horse. So it makes it hard to trade. Right. You know what I mean? No deal. Um, it's also hard to divide items evenly or value them against each other. Perishable items can't be stored for long. And overall, it's just a time-consuming and inefficient way to trade. And then I go on to say, I say, anything can be money, but not everything can be good money. Principles of good money are durability, scarcity, divisibility, fungibility. Um, What's fungibility? Fungibility is like uh, interchangeable. So a dollar bill is equal to another dollar bill or like a quarter is equal to another quarter. So you don't have a quarter that's the size of a penny and a quarter that's the size of a half dollar. That's what it means to be fungible. Like mm -hmm. you have equal units. Uh, where was I? So portability in it, and then because of all those different things, you get acceptability, and people actually see it as money. Um, 
Money's primary function is not to provide direct utility or satisfaction from its own use, but rather to facilitate the exchange of goods and services which do have utility. I know this might be boring stuff, but just stick with me here. Uh, Money itself can be physical or digital as long as there's a way to keep track of balance, transactions, and so on. In other words, it needs to be able to be used as a common ledger. So I'll just stop right there. That's what I'm just doing for this week. Next week, I'll actually go into uh, the Bitcoin network. Now that you have an idea of what money actually is, then we'll go into the Bitcoin network. Right. So you're saying that Bitcoin does the same things as a dollar. Yeah, as long as it's durable, durable, scarce. Durable means? It means that it has the ability to last over long periods of time. It's okay. not It's not going to break down. Okay, then? Uh, it has to be scarce. So the demand for it has to outweigh the supply. So there has to be a, a want for it. Like gold. Like gold. Um, and then it has to be divisible. you got to be able to break it into smaller pieces. You want to buy a candy bar. You want to buy a house, but you also want to buy a, a candy bar with it. It's you know divisible. I mean? Yeah. And then fungibility, we already talked about. Portability, you got to be able to move it. So Bitcoin, you can move across space and time much quicker than, say, gold. Gold right. is actually hard to move. Right. And then because of that, you get acceptability. So people actually recognize it as money. So if people want to tune out on this last part of the, the podcast, they feel can. free. But that's just like my, I'm but just going to do Bitcoin is that. here and it's not going away. Yeah. And the thing about Bitcoin, and I, I have very little Bitcoin, um, but the thing about Bitcoin is it's just becoming more and more recognized by legitimate entities out there. Well, um, there's countries that have adopted it as legal tender, like El right. Salvador. Um, there's a place in Africa, Central Africa Republic, I think, adopted it. You got big companies, like huge companies, and like MicroStrategy and Block. ETFs. Now, the ETFs are meant for the boomers. That's meant for people to, the older generation, to be able to put it into their portfolio so they don't have to worry about all that um, technical and difficult stuff as far as security and whatnot. Right. But uh, if you're and that's like, if available you, through it is. And if you're a hardcore stock brokers, yeah, if you're a hardcore Bitcoiner, they're they don't like that. They don't like the because ETFs. they want to put it into their cold wallet. They they believe the principle of like having self sovereignty and and owning your money. So they're not big on it. But right is what it is um well there you go and then what else we got i guess we talk about maybe what we got coming next week and what we're doing this weekend this weekend's gonna be kind of fun for us we are heading over to max's bar and we have a lot of bars and i don't even drink i've been uh, sober for 23 24 years but we're going to max's bar because they're having a big arm wrestling tournament and I've never been to an arm wrestling tournament, but we're going to get some video and some pictures of uh, what's going on over there. I've got a niece and her husband, uh, Kaylee Deerfield and Sean Deerfield, and they're the ones that are putting this on. And it's uh, going to be pretty amazing. They've got one guy coming in, John. What, what's Jeff. His? Jeff Dab. Jeff, Jeff Dabe. Dabe. Do you have a picture of him right away? Yeah, I'll, I'll throw that in. There's a picture of this. This guy's got hands that are bigger than my head. Bigger than Andre the Giant's hands. Bigger than Andre. When he puts a beer bottle, it just looks like a little sliver in his hand. It looks like a, a pencil. It's just yeah. unbelievable. But yeah, it's called the Big Ex Boy. Exploding Arms Arm Wrestling Tournament presented by the Bomb Squad because Sean goes by Sean Tom, Tom, uh, Time Bomb. 
Max's Bar and Grill. It's, uh, it starts at noon, and, and Kaylee said it's probably going to go till like 10 o'clock at night. Yeah, it'll be fun. And I there's food. They've got out. a food truck. they got, uh, what's the big enter- monster truck there. They've got all sorts of stuff that's going to be going on, so should be fun. And then I uh, looked it up, too, and, and Sean... So Sean is in the so they have different categories. They have right hand, left hand, Kaylee's and they, husband, and they do it by weight. And in the state of Minnesota, where is it now? Sean is number two in the in the one fifty four weight class. He's rated number two in Minnesota. That's pretty cool. At least from this, it so might. I don't know fun. if this is updated or not, but that's what it says. Kind of reminds me of the back of the day when I would go to AWA wrestling or something like that. It was just this that kind of fun vibe. Yeah, and then uh, I guess so. We'll be doing that. We got a uh, poker party thing at John's. Get the big poker party at my friend John Arita. Maybe we'll get a few pics of that. His um, uh, annual tournament. And then just as far as like guests go, we're trying to get guests on the show. So talked with Rami. Talked with Tom Harita. Tom Harita is a big uh, bike enthusiast. He loves to ride the bicycle, <laughs> and he's been part of uh, Regbri. Regbri is a big big thing that's held every year and it's, it's in south dakota north dakota something like that it's it's like across a couple states or something isn't it i thought it was like iowa yeah maybe i'm wrong we'll find out i think you might be right i might be wrong though, but too. he's like hardcore into biking hardcore so it'd be, it'd he's gonna spread the word he's gonna stuff. turn you all into uh peddlers and then rami if he comes on at some point he's an electrical engineer for northrop grumman very smart person big military and security uh I wonder if he could explain Bitcoin too. Does Probably he believe in Bitcoin? I think I've gotten him into a little bit, but right. then he also got a Tesla too. He he just bought a Tesla, so that. we can talk to him about that because Teslas are interesting themselves. So, so there you have it. We look forward to having you all tune in again for our next podcast. It'll be coming out next week. Um, a reminder again that you can spread the word and let people know the different uh, formats that we can be found on. Yeah, like we'll probably post this on Facebook too, but uh, anywhere you see us, if you could share us and comment, and then like I say, subscribe to our YouTube channel at Curious Crossroads Pod. But again, we're on all major podcast platforms too, so Spotify to Apple Music to Google Podcasts. So, All right. Have a good day. Have a good life. 